0: You're listening to Inside the Spud Goodman Radio Show.
1: Let's get ready, Trumbo, And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's woo, Spud Goodman.
2: Greetings, our Ola. I am Spud Goodman. Uh, <laughs> Bud Goodman. <laughs> Thanks a bunch for checking out our spiffy sorta of new podcast. Ah, uh, welcome aboard. Yeah, we will be revisiting the babysitting episode number seventy-five. I remember this one quite well as I now regrettably, you know, attempted to do a little batch processing in my life. Yeah, on this particular evening when we did the show. You know, juggling a couple things simultaneously. In this case, I agreed to babysit my apartment neighbor, Latasha's kid, Donald, one more time. You know, back then, I think he was like 10 months or something like that old. Uh, This was in 2015. Now he's always knocking at my door, selling something for fundraisers at his elementary school. He's around, I think around eight. You'd think there would be a limit on how many fundraisers they could do in an academic year, but I guess not. Anyway, looking back, you know, watching that little kid doing a radio show turned out to be a a tougher challenge than I had thought when I agreed to help her out again. I mean, I'd done this once or twice before and he didn't create any issues. You know, the interns kept an eye on him. Anyway, we're going to get into it in a moment, but first let me introduce our designated laugher, my aunt Dorothy. Can you give us a chortle right out of the box, you know, to set the mood?
3: Oh, I guess. Hmm, here you go. (laughs) Oh, Oh, kind of early in this podcast for a chortle, but hey, I did my best.
2: It wasn't that bad, you know. Hey, uh, I heard better chortles, but they'll do.
3: It is what it is, Spud.
2: Yeah, right. Okay. And now I need to introduce our temporary co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Go ahead and acknowledge my acknowledgement, if you would. There's there's just no need for anything further.
4: It, well, it, it's temporary permanent co-host. And uh, for the life of me, I cannot figure out why you continue to misrepresent my official title after all those years on our radio show and and still to this day doing this podcast. It's like you're taunting me on purpose. And that's that's what i've always felt but never said to this uh, to to this point to you before but there yeah, okay yeah. okay it's out yeah. there and i feel pretty good about finally expressing my feelings and i need to remind you that if i wasn't already in the studio to help out looking after donald on that episode who knows what would have happened
2: um That's a bit of an exaggeration. I I would have been just fine on my own, but, you know, you're probably right about the official job description thing, if if, if I'm really going to be honest here. Yeah, um, I I guess I have been taunting you over the years by omitting the permanent part of your title, you know, and I make no apologies about it. It's been an aspirational act on my part. Your position with our radio show was never, ever meant to be permanent. You browbeated our executive producer into giving you tenure against my strongly expressed feelings. You know what?
4: You're a good example of a sore loser, Spud. You can't handle the truth. Shut up! Shut up!
2: Shut up! All right, moving on, I'm now supposed to introduce our... Intern Chance, say Chance, can I ask if your duties here on on this new podcast are are that much different than serving in a non-paid position on our old radio show? I mean, you seem to be doing about the same level of work,
5: which which is kind of less than nothing. It may not seem like I do a lot to the naked eye, but behind the scenes, I work extremely hard. Even on this dinky little podcast, I am exhausted after each episode. Just ask the love of my life, Dorothy, who, if she wasn't doing this podcast, I'd sure as hell wouldn't be wasting my time here.
3: Oh, babe, babe, don't get drawn into another verbal altercation with Spud. Be the better person and turn the other cheek. Well, Dorothy,
5: I try to do that. I really do. But your nephew is really annoying. He gets under my skin.
3: And that is exactly why I've been suggesting you try Transcendental Medi- Meditation. It would greatly increase your coping skills and give you inner peace. It's helped me so much in my relationship with Spud.
2: Uh, Aunt Dorothy, I'm right here. I mean, hey, you're making me out to be some kind of monster who bugs the crap out of, you know, of others in my life. That That's just not fair. Most people like
1: me. I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there.
3: <laughs> if you say so.
2: Yeah, I just did. So why don't we play the first clip of the start of the babysitting episode? Uh, I believe Donald was behaving uh, pretty well early on in the show. Uh, Dave, roll I am Spud Goodman. Thank you very much for tuning into our show tonight. That being said, I am going to have to ask... your patience during this episode due to a personal matter i'm helping out a friend tonight okay um actually my neighbor latasha by babysitting her little one donald Uh, you know it it shouldn't have any impact on the program as this is the third time you know i've had the little fella here in the studio and he's such an easy baby to deal with and i'm betting you're not even going to know he's here okay You know, I could have told Latasha that I was working tonight and couldn't handle it, but since she works three jobs, actual jobs, not like sitting on her butt talking into a microphone, it's pretty difficult for me to say no to her. She's been a very, very good friend to me, you know, for a long time. Well, uh, I also should state... uh, My uh, prior long, long long-term co-host, Chick Hunter, is not in the studio with me tonight, and he was the other occasions we had Donald with us, because he he had some experience, so I have a little concern now that I'm stuck with his temporary co-host, Doofus, on my right as a caregiver. Oh. Jesus, I I guess I need to introduce you. Please acknowledge the presence of Gerald Holcomb. Yeah, well, it's good to be
4: here with you, Spud. Now, you do know I have a... I have extensive experience with babies, right?
2: Right, yeah.
4: You know what? You might want to support his head if you're going to hold him like well, that. Well, I'm trying. but Put up his head. Yeah. All right. So uh, listen, I have three children. Uh, I know <laughs> I, I've, you've not been around too many babies in your life to this point, so I'm here to help
2: wherever I can. I, I know you had three kids, but I bet your stay-at-home wife handled all the kid duties. You can't oh. even change a diaper. I've changed
4: diapers. Uh, granted, the wife preferred yeah. to handle this herself. Yeah, and Between you and me, she does have a bit of OCD in her.
6: OCD, or obsessive compulsive disorder, is an anxiety disorder characterized by intrusive thoughts that produce uneasiness apprehension fear or worry repetitive behaviors aimed at reducing the associated anxiety or a combination of such obsessions and compulsions yeah. she's
4: very demanding in regards to proper diapering procedures but but speaking of diapers uh, you might want to
2: check donald's right now
4: i think he may have relieved himself
2: okay thanks because yeah i don't do diapers by the way you, no. you're gonna handle it but, oh no, no. But don't worry about my OCD tendencies when you're changing because I could care less how you do it. But, but, as long as he does not leak. All right, all right. That's me... the key thing. Come here, Donald. No. Yeah. Nah. Well, oh. oh, you're a big baby, aren't you? Yeah. Hey, hey when, would you, when you get that diaper off, point him in the other direction yeah. away from me, please. I don't want to get hit with friendly fire. Ooh. This sports jacket is my favorite.
4: Okay, all right, sure. Hey, now, no, that way. That, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Donald,
2: look over here. No, over here. All right, let me get that onesie off you. You know, we never had to change his diaper mm. the other two times he was in the studio. I, I was hoping he could just hold it until I brought him back to his mom's. You no, know. no, no. He must, must have a weak bladder now or something because he's gotten a few months older. I didn't plan on that.
1: Spud is a man who gets up in the middle of the night so many times to pee. I mean, if it's under five, it's a cause to wake up with glee. But with babies, it's no longer about I, myself, and me.
4: Hey, Spud, this may not be the time to bring this up, but, you know, the studio's not exactly kid-proofed. There are so many wires and cords, I don't know how safe this environment is for a baby.
2: I don't have any choice right now. I have to watch Donald until Latasha gets off work at midnight, all right? Let's just get through this show and I'll, I'll take him back to my apartment when the show's over before the post show report. I'm out of here as soon as this thing's over with the first hour
4: <clears throat> I'll, I'll do my best to keep an eye on him, but this is gonna have to be a group project. All of us need to keep our eye on him and make sure he doesn't put anything
2: in his mouth. Well, speaking of that, I stopped you know at a seven eleven on the on the way over here and picked up uh-huh. you know a few snacks for him okay for for the both of us, you know because oh. you know, hungry people get really cranky, yeah. I can't have a baby crying in the background when I'm interviewing celebrity guests. I don't want him to think I'm doing a radio show out of a daycare center or something.
4: I'll do my best to distract Donald when you're on the line with guests but listen, now that we got that wet
2: thing off you, buddy, don't you feel better he like he's laughing? He, look, he doesn't look really any happier. Oh. Why don't you, like, break off a piece of one of those Slim Jims I have in the bag over there and make it a small piece so he doesn't choke, because safety first. Yeah, but he's a couple of years away from eating Slim Jims.
6: Slim Jim is an American brand of jerky snacks or dried sausage, sold globally and manufactured by Conagra Foods, a food conglomerate based in
2: Omaha. Do you have any formula? You know... Latasha did give me some of that stuff I think but yeah. I forgot it at my apartment. Mm. Why don't you send one of those interns to to Safeway to pick up a gallon of milk? Trent can run over there, he's quick.
4: A gallon is way more than no, what Donald I, needs. I,
2: I, like, I know that, but I'm out of it at my place and had like I need like Two bowls of Captain Crunch cereal dry this morning, and the roof of my mouth is totally thrashed. That's tough. But anyway, I, I got to play some music right now. So uh, if his stomach is growling, look in the bag from Seven Eleven and see what you know. What's appropriate? And
3: there's got to be something, all right, right? All right. So the song I'm about to play. You know, I really enjoyed that musical group that performed on your show back then. Um, I believe they called themselves the Folk Singers in Hell. Oh, they were quite witty.
2: Yeah, 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 man! I, I really—they were
4: actually awesome. Hey, say, Spud, I don't want to toot my own horn here, but it's clear—even at this point in the show—I totally saved this episode. You would have had a disaster without my assistance with Donald. <laughs>
2: You know, after re-listening uh, to the start of the show, you, you did kind of help out. Yeah. Okay, I'll get—I'll gi- give you that. I mean, I—I I still would have been able to get through the show without you, but it, it might have gotten a bit scary at oh, times.
3: Well, I have to say, if I was working on the show at that time, I would have called the authorities to have them intervene. This doesn't sound like a responsible environment for Donald.
5: Yeah. My mom wasn't exactly a hands-on parent, but no way she would have let some talk show host babysit me live on the air. This makes me uncomfortable just listening to this one.
2: Uh, You Generation Zers have been so pampered. You know, when I was a baby, I basically was on my own. As my mom was, you know, gone playing bingo all the time and my dad was never home... I learned early that I had to take care of myself as no one else was going to do it. Uh, You know, I think I changed my own diapers until I taught myself to use the toilet.
3: Spud, Spud, you are greatly exaggerating things. You maybe changed your own diaper once or twice possibly, but you were never left unsupervised as a baby. Your mother and father weren't model parents. Really, but they did at least the bare minimum needed, so you were hardly neglected.
2: Well, it would have been nice to have, have gotten a little help with the potty training. You know the, yeah. I mean, it was wasn't easy. Uh, no wonder it took me till like around my sixth birthday to get it right. <sighs> okay, well now we're gonna play my interview with Gilbert Gottfried. He was such a great guest. Every. Freaking time he was on the show. Uh, Absolutely. We man.
3: Yes, yes. I, I second what you're saying. Oh, when he passed away last year, it was very sad. He will be missed.
2: Yeah. Uh, Dave, uh, run the interview with Gilbert.
4: Hey, yes. Uh, but our first
2: guest, Gilbert Gottfried, is holding for you. He lives in New York, right? Yeah. You know, he told me he had some housework to do tonight, but he could squeeze in a call to the show. He's really big on batch processing. <laughs> You know, the last time he was on, I thought I heard him washing dishes or something. Um, yeah, Gilbert's a little hyperactive, and he, he told me he tries to stay busy while on the phone as he gets bored easily. Hmm. I mean, how would you like to be constantly doing these lame-ass radio interviews each week before you come to town to appear at a club? That would get old fast. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, l- 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 get him on now before he starts vacuuming his apartment, all right? Put uh, him through. Uh, gotcha. All right, please welcome back to our show, stand-up comedian and actor, Gilbert Gottfried. So how the hell are you doing, man?
7: Ah, and you? Uh,
2: (laughs) Yeah, about that, about that. Uh, It's a little little bit of a challenge tonight in the studio. Uh, Well, Gilbert, I should probably also give you a heads up uh, that we have a baby here in the studio with us tonight. I'm not big on kids, and I'm just doing a favor for my neighbor, Latasha. So I just want to give you a heads up. So, anyway, you know, Donald's not a bad baby; He's just a little needy. Yeah. You know? Well,
8: well,
7: it, it it's how you could make money on the side.
2: Well, actually, I'm doing this as a freebie. She's, you know, she I owe her a bunch of favors. So, but I, if you know, if we need to know any like tips on how to deal with uh, babies, kind of hit you up with some tips. Like maybe do you wipe up or down with a diaper? Deal? I have no idea. But anyway, all right, let's let's get uh, going. No. Here. Yes. Yeah. Slapping them is good. Okay, well, yes. i remember that one. All right. Yeah. Um,
7: but we got plenty and, of food. And I usually, to punish them, I leave them in the car when I go shopping.
2: Well, you at least leave the car running so the radio's on or something, don't you? Because you're really boring. Uh, yes.
4: Yeah, sure. All right, super. So.
2: Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast. I've checked out some episodes, and they're very entertaining. Is this the future? Uh, the, the future of entertainment as we currently know it?
7: I don't understand how, uh, I still, you know, if someone asks me, you know, how can I find your podcast, I still, I'm not sure. I, I mean, you go to GilbertGodfrey.com but I still don't understand what a podcast is, really, you know, if it's a radio show or something. And yeah, but I do like a lot of old. I like to talk about old Hollywood on this show.
2: Well, um, you've had some really interesting people, and I know that for a fact, looking at the list of guests. So, uh, yeah, I mean, but you know, you as a host of an interview show is, first of all, it's a brilliant stroke because. Um, I got to say this, uh, having had you, uh, interviewed you a few times, you're sometimes, you know, you make a, a host work their butt off to get something personal out of you. How do you deal with a legendary actor who may be private but has a buttload of interesting stories and you got to drag them out of him or her?
7: Ah, uh, that's, uh, you know, that, that's something tricky. It's like, the, the funny thing about doing this is that it gives me another look at interviews, like because all these years I've been the one being interviewed, right? And then, uh, then when I'm on the other side, I go, oh, 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 this is what they're going through.
2: Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, i we spoke a few times on the air, and uh, you know, you're not, I wouldn't say a private person, but you, you know, I mean, you, you got to work a little bit uh, interviewing you. But have you had anybody that that uh, was really tough to uh, to kind of get them to open up? But then it was fantastic.
7: Uh, yeah, yeah, there's, there's been a few where, uh, they, they just need to loosen up a little. And, um, and, and then there's those types where, uh, they'll tell a story that's interesting, but could really be edited down, you know, so it's, it's, uh, that's a tricky thing with doing interviews. Right. It, it's. It's like it's kind of like someone who tells a joke that could be told in one line and, and, and spends an hour and a half.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been there. I've been there, Gilbert. Hey, hey, uh, hey Gerald uh, Burpin, would you please? Um, well, have you ever had a guest on the podcast that got really pissed at you like through a total tantrum during an interview? It's not a talk show without a few of those, you know.
8: <laughs>
7: yeah, I, I, so far, uh, luckily not. But I'm sure it'll be coming up. But I've had a lot of people who who want to do the show, and are on. Like I, you know, I interviewed Steve Buscemi, um, uh, Louis Black, Bob Saget, um, uh, Weird Al Yankovic, and um, oh, Danny Danny Bonaduce is one of those dream guests because he has no filter whatsoever.
2: Yeah, we we had Danny on. He's he's, uh, he's a yeah, he's a very verbal man. Let's put it that way. Uh,
7: yeah, right? yeah. It's like you, you don't have to worry that he's gonna clam up on anything. It's like I said to him in the interview. I said you're probably tired of talking about that time. That you beat up a transvestite hooker in your car. And he goes, No, I love talking about that. So. Yeah, you don't get that's that very the often. Kind of yeah, that's,
2: yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, Abe Bagoda tossed a bunch of F bombs at me once. I shouldn't have asked him what his sign was, but mostly, yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's funny.
4: Would you consider making a personal appearance at a potential sponsor's place? I know it's not a great time to bring this up, but the guy's listening tonight and he just texted me about it. What should I say to him? He wants an answer right now. What kind of business? Well, I think it's a marijuana store. It's supposed to be a nice one. They offer free espresso and they have a piano player during the day. Why would a pot store want me to make an appearance? Well, the owner said they've asked
2: just about every other minor celebrity in this state, and they haven't gotten anybody to say yes. <laughs> well, stall them until after the show. I need to run it by my mom. She handles all my appearances. You know that. Now can I get okay. back to the interview? Anyway, um, okay. Well, hey, this is off topic, but I was wondering if maybe, has, has Geico called lately to ask you to do another commercial because they say time heals all wounds? Oh, oh, it
7: wasn't, it wasn't Geico. Oh, who was it? It was, uh um, Matt. Yeah, that was Affleck. Oh, Aflac. Who, uh,
2: yeah. Well, they're all the same to me, but they haven't called lately or anything? I guess all's not good, right, still?
7: Uh, no, it's, it's like, you know, it, it was like the tsunami hit. I did some jokes, like I always do. Right. Whenever there's, like, some news story. And <laughs> they got... Uh, offended, got loads of free publicity off it, then hired a guy to imitate my voice for less money, thus bringing closure to a horrible tragedy.
2: I thought that voice sounded familiar, so it was a knockoff. All right, because I I heard it last night. Yeah, yeah. All right, super. Um, well... When you're doing stand up at clubs around the country, do you ever feel out the crowd like during the opening act and make subtle changes before taking the stage, or you just say, uh, uh, effort, uh, whatever, and just go for it?
7: Uh, yeah, I don't know. A lot goes, there are things that go through your mind. It's like every time I'm about to go on stage, I'm thinking, I can't do this. <laughs> you know? It's like I don't feel, and then when you go on stage, you're there. Right. And so your adrenaline is going... Well, when a pro... St- and, and that, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying... And and sometimes when you're on stage, you'll start going, hmm, this bit doesn't work. Or, uh, oh, why don't I change the line? How come I never change this line? <laughs> weird, weird thoughts. And other times... There, there are times when you're on stage. I've heard this with dramatic actors and singers and everything, that you're on stage and you, it looks like you're putting 100% into what you're doing, and you're actually thinking, oh, I got to do the laundry tomorrow.
2: <laughs> really? Oh, wow. You know, yeah. I, I'm kind of experiencing that, maybe at this moment, but I, I never really thought about it. I thought those were just weird thoughts that popped into my head, so it's normal. You have that, too, huh?
7: Uh, yeah, yeah, and I've heard, like, there are these rock singers who are belting about, and they're sweating and screaming, or dramatic actors doing, like, you know, Shakespeare, and, and they're going, uh, huh, where are those... Brown socks I, I had. Uh, I wonder where I put those.
2: Well, yeah, because I was just thinking about my last year's tax return. I f- think I forgot. Anyway, never mind. Well, when a pro's pro, <laughs> like a pro's pro, and you are a pro's pro, stand-up uh, encounters like a heckler in the audience. Is it is it like playing bingo when you already know the numbers in advance because you could crush them at any time? You know that. Do you enjoy that or uh, when, they, when they pipe up?
7: Well, see. The problem with hecklers, why right, it's like a, it could always be a losing situation cause you'll get someone who's drunk and they'll heckle and you'll say something to, and it'll shoot them. You know, it'll insult them and the crowd laughs. And, but then the heckler uh, hears the laugh and in his mind, he thinks that means he's funny. Oh, and that encourages him to go on further.
2: Hmm. I'll I'll uh, I'll write that down. All right. I mean, not that I've ever heckled many people, so, but it's a kind of a strategy to get around that. <laughs> so, all right. Um, well, have you know, we've discussed this on a couple previous interviews. That you are legendary for being frugally aware at all times. Notice I did not say cheap, as that would be demeaning. So, but I was wondering. <laughs> Did you ever refer friends, do you ever, have you ever referred friends to companies for discounts, you know, a month free service for each person you send to them? Because that's a tough deal to refuse, whatever your morals.
7: Uh, Yeah, no, no, I've never, I, I, I'm never able to think that well. That takes some thought, like, you mean those things where you, you get them to sign up and then you get... Yeah, no. I, I I wish I wish my mind could work that way. I'd probably get into it, but I never really thought those things. I I, I don't have the brain power
2: for it. Well, uh, just a tip. For, it's been good to me, so I just thought I'd pass it on, one frugally conscious person to yeah. another. So, all right. Well, yeah. hey, hey, uh, will, will somebody get the baby some applesauce, please. Jesus. Uh, um, so, Gilbert. Yeah. Uh, Um, I want to add, everyone should go now and listen to Gilbert's Amazing Colossal Podcast available at GilbertGodfrey.com and, of course, iTunes, correct?
7: Oh, yes. All
2: right.
7: I think. I I know it's GilbertGodfrey.com. All right. And and Ellen might... Twitter has had real Gilbert.
2: Real, yeah, because there's so many fake Gilberts out there. I'm glad you set that straight. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'm, uh, I hope I catch up with you again sometime soon. So you take it easy, Mr. Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, uh, thank you.
4: <laughs>
2: you
7: know, just once, I'd like to hear a black person say, Today I got on the elevator, there was a Jew standing there. I got so scared. <laughs> The elevator, the doors closed, I saw a Jew. I don't even think he lived in the building.
5: It's a good thing Gilbert wasn't operating a power tool or something during the interview, or we couldn't have heard much of it. Now,
2: I don't think Gilbert was ever into power tools or remodeling projects. I mean, I don't know for sure, but that's just my guess.
3: Well, I'll have to go check out a few of his podcast episodes. As we know, they will live on forever. You know, except yeah. for when
4: Gilbert was on this show, I really wasn't familiar with his brand of comedy. Um, from what I picked up on, he, he was really quite randy.
2: Uh, what What the hell does that word randy mean? <laughs> randy. <laughs> um, never mind. Let's just move on to the interview I did with our musical guest on this episode, Coma Figura, uh, and their live performance. Uh, roll it, Dave. All right, musical guest interview time. Please say hello to Coma Figura. Uh, All right, guys, uh, give me your names and the instruments and all that kind of basic stuff.
9: Uh, I would be Kyle, and I play guitar and I sing.
8: I'm Brittany, and I play guitar and sing also.
9: I'm uh, Mike, and I play the drums.
2: And I'm Jesse, and I play bass. All right, super. Well, I want to let you guys know, I, I've, you already figured it out, you can take a look at the, the kid right now, but Donald's in the studio, and I, I don't want it to disrupt your performance. Yes, it's getting late for him now, and loud noise, like rock music, tends to make babies get a little agitated, but don't worry about it. I'm just going to have one of the interns, you know, stuff something in his ears. Just don't even worry about it, all right? Um, so, hey, can could I ask this though? Is anybody in here good with diapers or doing baby stuff at all? No. Okay, no, fine. All no, right. No. No. So, um... Well, off the record, does anyone in the band own, say, maybe like a Poison or L.A. Guns album? Because all of us have albums in our home or car that we're embarrassed of. I, myself, own a White Snake cassette and a David Hasselhoff import CD from Germany. Uh, I got in the first year of Baywatch, by the way. How about you guys? Any Anything at all you could be willing to disclose? disclose? Uh,
9: the first CD that I ever got, my parents got it for me, and it was Billy Joel's Greatest Hits. And I really love Billy Joel, but I seem to get a tremendous amount of flack for it. <laughs> Um, which I do not understand. Oh, they're because there's I take so Billy Joel very seriously.
2: That is not right on the shame scale. That's, uh, there's, there's, there's no shame there.
8: I secretly love Sugar Ray.
2: Okay. all right, that's Justin for the Timberlake. That's exposed now. Yep.
5: <laughs> I love every piece of music I've ever bought. All right. So I'm not ashamed of oh. <laughs> Super. All
2: right. Well, what are the mid to long-term goals of the band?
9: I would say uh, mid is uh, taking over the U.S. and then long term would be the world, right? I I think that's pretty much. Might as well. Uh, No, we're uh, we're putting out a record. Uh, It's coming to vinyl, and uh, we just really want to be able to put out more records and eventually tour. You're on Swoon Records, correct? Yes, sir.
2: Okay, that's a Northwest label. All right, super. All right, let's do this.
8: I'm just throwing lies at all.
2: bunch of people. Uh, they, they tolerated Donald being in the studio quite well. I, I, you know, As a band, I knew it had to be a bit distracting for you him. Know, I seem to remember the drummer
5: kind of hit it off with Donald during the show. Uh, he seemed g- comfortable around babies. I'm glad Donald grew up and you haven't brought any more babies in the studio while I've been working here on the show. I don't like babies. They kind of creep me out.
3: Well, I like babies just fine, but both Chance and I have agreed that children will not be in our future. We have so many other things we want to pursue after the wedding.
2: Uh, Good to know, Aunt Dorothy. Okay, Mm -hmm. I I think we are now going to hear uh, one of Poetry Man's segments. Uh, Yeah, I think this one uh, was titled My Twitter Feed.
6: Poetry Man first appeared on Sput show more than 25 years ago. As the Northwest's leading expert on collecting tinfoil, his discovery of the holy and sacred tinfoil rabbit inspired him to devote his life to poetry.
2: My Twitter feed. Some people spend all day tending to their Twitter feed. I myself have other things that are in need like worrying about which southern states will again secede, or trying out new recipes with totally legal weed. Even
4: with my ADHD, I also occasionally pick up a pamphlet to read. Some people spend all day tending to their Twitter feed, and some just stare at the sun. But who am I to judge? (laughs)
2: I should get a hold of poetry, man, and ask him if he wants to do his thing on this new podcast. You know, he's he's kind of reclusive these days, cause, and I, I heard he never even leaves his apartment much. Well, is he still afraid of COVID? No, I, I was told he just doesn't like people. I mean, I, I can relate to that. But I think I'll email him as that will be less intrusive. So now we're we're going to get back to our discussion in the studio that night. I think... Um, this takes up when we were, you know, discussing proper child care procedures, that kind of stuff. Uh, run it, Dave. All right. All
4: right. Well, listen, hey, uh, by the way, uh, I've been watching Donald here. And, uh, when I gave him to you during the band playing, I thought maybe you would make sure that he kept foreign objects out of his mouth, but look at him over by the soundboard. You see that? You see, he got a mic cord in his mouth. Uh, it's a good thing he can't swallow it.
2: I just put him down for a second. I had to grab yeah. a new bottle of Pepto. You- you know, I brought a bunch of his toys, as you can see on the floor. And what does he uh, go right to? A mic cord. Yeah, yeah. They, they sell those at like Toys R Us, as it seems to be a really popular chew toy right now. You, you, you got to watch him all
4: the time. I'm gonna go get
2: him. Okay. Well, while you're over there, can you get me that package of donut holes in the bag over there? Donut holes. I, I thought they'd be more appropriate, you know, size for a baby, and they were on sale, which was uh,
4: okay. Uh, yeah. There you go, Donald. Here. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is. Uh, I got the. I got the donut holes. And look what I've got for Donald. I've got a. Uh, I've got a, a toy and a rattle for him. That, that's what do you think That's for of this? him, not
2: you. Well. That's for him. Look. Look, you seem to be <laughs> enjoying that, that baby toy a lot more than him. Listen, I have a hard time believing that any mother would send her baby out with just two diapers. Well, she might have given me a full pack, but I thought two would be fine for the show and would last until we got back to my place. I only pee like I don't know twice every three or four hours during the day. I just assumed he had a stronger bladder. Well, what did you give him before you came down to the studio? Not much. You know, I gave him a few sips of Gatorade, you know, the lower sugar kind, and, yeah. and some bottled water. I had and you know maybe a little bit of that Sobe sweet tea or whatever the crap it was. I don't know.
1: I don't Not much, that's... just a
2: little bit, because he's really a thirsty baby for some reason
1: spud you can't give donald junk food at his age because he's not some lab rat locked in a cage and god forbid he gets hooked as he could turn on his mom in a violent rage you know what I- i'm
4: gonna text my wife here in a second i'm see if i can get a few tips. no listen not that i'm not confident in my baby care skills but doesn't hurt to reach out Uh, for a lifeline
2: that's not necessary we're
4: doing fine here well i was going to ask her about how to improvise a diaper here in the studio Uh, if
2: donald needs changing one more time we're gonna to have to be creative until you can get him home. Look, I know he doesn't understand any English yet, but maybe he might pick up on the vibe from me that he just can't go to the bathroom anymore—at least for a little while. Well, you can try cajoling him, but you know you can't count on it. When nature calls, you have to answer it. You know. Well, I'm gonna cross my fingers and hope uh, nature doesn't have Donald's cell number. Can you uh, see if our next guest is on the line, please? Oh yeah, yeah. Listen, could you could you hold him while I check with the soundboard? Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'd like to, uh, this sounds like a duty for an intern, though. Have Trent come get him. Oh. I got him as a good one. No problem. Super. You know, it does take a village. Everybody needs to know that in this place.
4: Right yeah, now? yeah, I guess that's true. Right. But
2: Like I said earlier,
4: if I wasn't there to offer my assistance, who knows what would have happened to Donald.
2: Quit virtue signaling that, like, you, like, saved Donald's life or well, something. He was fine. I think he had a blast hanging out in the studio on that show that night. Yeah. Uh... All right, right now, I guess uh, we're going to run my interview with former Saturday Night Live cast member and stand-up comedian, Finesse Mitchell. This guy is really multi-talented and and very funny, of course.
3: Well, he is quite funny. I haven't seen him, though, much since Saturday Night Live.
2: Well, get this. Did you know? Yeah. Well, obviously, if anybody ever heard that episode, he played football with The Rock at the University of Miami back in the day. Yeah. The You, I I didn't know until, until, you know, until he came on the show.
4: Now, uh, that Rock you referred to, I wasn't familiar with him when Finesse mentioned him while he was on this episode, and I always meant to Google him. Uh, From what I understand, he was a a boxer, right?
3: Oh, Gerald, are you completely brain-dead? Dwayne, The Rock, Johnson, is one of the biggest stars in the world. He was a wrestler with WWE, and later became this larger-than-life figure who is probably worth billions now.
4: Huh, the, the Rock, huh? Uh, okay, I'll, I'll check him out.
2: Uh- <laughs> y- yeah, you do that, okay? Uh, right now, Dave, can you can you run the Finesse Mitchell interview, please?
4: Uh, hey, the board is telling me, uh, Spud, your next guest, Finesse Mitchell, is on the line holding I was wondering what happened to him after he left Saturday Night Live.
2: Well, I heard he's doing quite well right now. I know that. But, hey, can you can you make sure the baby is kind of quiet during the interview? I, I'm sure Finesse doesn't, I don't know if he has kids, but I'm sure he can handle it. But I think Gilbert was a little weirded out hearing a baby make noises over really? the phone while we were talking. It was not very professional. You know, it's supposed to be a radio station. So let's do the best we can do, okay? Well, you know, I'm Don... Not, I don't want you to put your hand over his mouth and muffle him, but... No, no, but he, he seems content right now with Trent. He's got such a big smile on his face. Trent? He always has that goofy smile. No, no. Oh, the the, the, the baby, right. Yeah. Well, Donald looks like uh, he has taken to Trent. Look at him. over Okay, now. I can see it now. I mean, who would have thought our intern would
4: be a baby whisperer? Uh, not me, but uh, should I put finesse on that? Yeah, yeah,
2: let's do it right now. It's fairly manageable. here. Please say hello to comedian, actor, and writer, Finesse Mitchell. Thanks for calling in tonight, man.
10: What's up, Spud? How you doing, bro?
2: Not bad, not bad. Um, well, let's little, do a little background here. Um, everyone's fami- okay. familiar with you, you know, your three years on Saturday Night Live, and I have to ask this. Uh, during your stretch on the show, it was not exactly a culturally diverse cast, but, you know, in the last year or so, it seems to have improved a bit, but back then, there wasn't a lot of uh, people from other uh, ethnic backgrounds. Would you agree with that?
10: Well, you know, we had Keenan Thompson. He was black. Yeah. And then we had uh, we had a custodial lady, Miss Janie. She was black. Okay. And then uh, and then we had uh, a door guy. Oh, there you go. Who was light skinned? There you go. He was. So you know, it was it was a, as diverse as it was going to get. No, we had JB Smooth, who was, you know, the star of Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David. He's he was the man. A writer. He's the man. Yeah, he's the man now. He's my my daughter's godfather. Really? And uh, yeah. we yeah, man, we great friends. And um uh, you know, back then, uh, I don't. I mean, it was an issue, but you know, it was SNL, so you know, you couldn't come in thinking you were going to change the world. Right. Just came in trying to get on TV and get your sketch on. That's all. You know.
2: It seems, you know, like I said, it seems to have improved a bit this season. Uh, let me ask you this. The process of getting your sketches on the air, from what I understand, is challenging. So what do you do during the broadcast if that week you're not in much? Can you, like, hang out in the green room and snag some free food?
10: Oh, man, you just sit in your dressing room or in the green room or whatever, and you just drink yourself silly.
2: There you go. You All know, right.
10: SNL is SNL is definitely one of the coolest comedy shows and the longest run TV show on tv uh, and and uh just the atmosphere backstage is just great because it's always like a party atmosphere and it's always fun to see people run out on stage do this catch and then run back to their dressing room and entertain their friends so if you ever get a chance to go to new york city and you got an SNL ticket it's one of the funnest experience you'll ever imagine and then you get to go to the after party and then you get to go to the after after party so that's so I'm what i'm looking for got all the traditions going and you know, I just came from the SNL 40th reunion. Right. But when I tell you everybody was there,
3: everybody.
10: Oh, man. Leonardo DiCaprio. I can't even You have to go on my Instagram page just to scroll down and see every picture that I took. I was a camera picture whore that day. I took pictures with everybody.
2: Um, I'm scrolling through your Instagram page right now. All right. Well. Um... Get
10: that, Get down to the pages. Get down to the uh, pictures of me and my black Sean John tuxedo. And you, you'll see me with Everybody. I mean, I couldn't even... When I, when I got to the after party, I turned around and Rihanna, Paris Hilton, and Kim Kardashian were standing behind me waiting to get a drink. I'm oh like, oh my
2: goodness. Damn. Everybody's here. Hey, All right. Well, you know, you seem to have survived quite well after leaving Saturday Night Live. As I must say, right now, your career is cracking, man. Uh, you're working on a new HBO series, Brothers in Atlanta, and then another series on Showtime with Cameron Crow titled Roadie. So throwing your stand-up tour, you're one busy man.
10: But I really appreciate you doing your homework, brother. Yes, Finesse Mitchell is busy, not out in the street with a tin can, dancing on the corner, waiting for somebody to feed me. No, man, uh, everything has been popping off. I used to be a, a guest, uh, I don't know what you call it, a correspondent on the Today Show uh, right after SNL. I would do a lot of Bethany talk show. When Tyra was hot, I was doing a lot of Tyra talk show. But um, I always keep it moving. And uh, I've been in a couple of deals with NBC to try to develop some sort of game show. And so we're in the midst of that, but Super. um, right now, man, I'm hoping that uh, either Roadies on Showtime gets picked up, or Brothers in Atlanta on HBO gets picked up. You know, all you need is one great thing for everything to just be like kaboom. Then you can be the next Kevin Hart Jr. Yeah, what if now, they who both? Who thought people? Who thought people would be saying that yeah. ten years later? Man, yeah. I just I just want to be Kevin Hart Jr.
2: Yeah, I, 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 maybe five years ago I didn't see that coming, but the, the guy, he's earned it now. There's no doubt about that. Um, Absolutely. I was going to ask you, though, what if they both get picked up?
10: Now, if they both get picked up, then I have to make a tough decision, and that's tough. Mm. Because you don't know which one is going to be successful. Right. So I don't know. Do you go with J.J. J. Abrams and Cameron Crowe, or do you go with Lauren Michaels and Tim Story? It's a, it's a, good, it's a great problem to have but yeah. you don't know you don't yeah. know
4: what to do all right uh... both
10: great scripts and i have fun doing both and the, and the cast are, are great i get to work with maya rudolph on uh brothers in atlanta and uh she was a cast member of SNL when i was there
8: right
10: and then uh you know with roadies i get to work with christina Hendricks for Men and luke wilson and uh machine gun kelly so you know that is a great cast over on the other side
2: Jeez, uh that's a, yeah as you say it's a nice problem to have man um Okay, well, let's take a look back further in your life, uh, Finesse. You were a cane, right? Played football at the U uh, in Miami? What era was that in? Absolutely. Was that the, the Wild West period with a full team of NFL-ready players or after the NFL, NCAA sanctions?
10: Uh, we, were in the, we were before. Oh. So right, uh, you know, 1990 to 94, we won a championship in 91. We should have won it again in 92. We won it in 89, the year before I got there. Um, I thought, you know, when I was there, I used to always tell people, I used to say, hey, man, this is crazy. This is the craziest football program I've ever been a part of. We should be on TV one day. And sure enough, man, like 20 years later, they come out with the U. And I'm like, you know what? I knew we were doing wrong. But it wasn't wrong like we were doing something illegal. I just knew we were bad. I just knew that every time we played somebody, we kicked their butt. And I knew that, you know, when we got to Miami, we were just out of control. The, the, there were no rules or people pulling us in of what you could do or what you couldn't do. And it was just kids being kids. So we were probably Jameis Winston from Florida State times 10 back times, then when times I was there. Times
2: 10, wow. Well, uh, during the Luther Campbell period, Miami could have won the NFL East Division you know, a few times. Everybody kind of, if you know football, uh, you guys were a little, <laughs> you a little bit of talent stacked on that roster. So anyway.
10: Oh, man, when I was there, you know, we had Warren Stapp, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Ray Lewis, Jeez. Ed Reed. I mean, it was just a a beast of a team. And so uh, it was one of the best times of my life. I always say that uh, Saturday Night Live was the first best time of my life, and the University of Miami was the second best time of my life out of everything I've ever done.
2: Wow. All right, uh, last question, and I saved this tired and worn-out nugget for the end. Um, Apologies, Mm -hmm. but I'm under orders to ask each guest this one. What has been your most memorable moment in show business to this point?
10: My most memorable moment in show business. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I know. I, w-
10: I would have to say um, my first week on SNL, Jack Black was the host. But my second week, when I knew nothing from nothing, just a stand-up comic off the street, my second week, Halle Berry was the host.
8: Huh.
10: And I thought that was a very memorable moment for me because we're sitting in a room by ourselves because Lauren said, Hey, Finesse, go in the room. Hallie's in there by herself. Just keep her company. And I was like, What the hell? So, going in there, sitting down with Hallie Berry, when two weeks earlier I was just in LA on stage, just trying to be a stand up comic. You know, we're not trying. I was doing that very successfully. Right. But uh, I think that. That big jump to, oh, you're in the big leagues now because now you're going to be talking to Halle Berry and the next week Tom Hanks is going to be here. And the next week, uh, you know, Robert Duvall is going to be here and the next week Usher and Prince is going to be here. I think that was a very memorable moment in my showbiz career.
2: Hey, we want to uh, thank you so much for checking in with us tonight.
10: Hey, it's but Anytime you want me to hang out with you at night, brother, hit me up. We can get something real sexy going with the ladies.
5: Finesse sounded like a cool guy. He faked it really well and made it seem that he didn't mind you that much, Spud.
2: Uh, he and I got along quite well, Chance. Uh, not everyone is like you. You know, someone who harbors resentment that your fiancé, my aunt, uh, likes me way more than you. I mean, let's, that's, that's, the, that's the truth here. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to push it. But yeah, anyway, now, now we're going to hear how this episode ended. So let, let's play that now, please.
4: Hey, but uh, I was texting my wife Rachel about dealing properly with Donald here. Yeah. And she sort of freaked out. I'm not going to lie. Yes, I have 3 kids and to be honest, she didn't really let me have that much to do with them when they were babies. So, after my last text, I might have got her a little concerned. Can you talk to her for just a second? Let her know everything's under control here. <laughs> Maybe say you're handling it and she doesn't trust me much with this kind of stuff. So, uh, hey Dave, can callers hear what we're saying while they're on hold? No. Okay, okay, good.
2: Okay, you want me to waste air, air time reassuring your wife you're not endangering an infant. Yeah. Well, we don't want her to call the cops or CPS, so... Yeah, yeah, p- put put his wife on just for a sec, all right, before she does something stupid.
7: Gerald? Is this Gerald? Gerald? I have called your cell phone seven times in the last few minutes. Has something happened to Donald?
3: You know you should never be around babies. You don't even know CPR.
4: Uh, Rachel, just because I flunked that CPR class at the church like... 15 years ago, I'm very responsible around children, and I'll tell you what, we should be discussing this later when I get home.
7: But God forbid I'm asking you to be the responsible adult in that studio, but be aware Gerald just is not that coordinated and is prone oh. to drop things. It's just best that if he doesn't pick up any children under six or so. Our oldest, Gerald Jr., yeah, I don't have time for
2: thing. this. Uh, no offense, uh, I don't want to be disrespectful to your wife or anything, but I got to go here because we're running out of time, okay? Uh, Donald's fine. Uh, G- he's fine. All right, and uh, you know, uh, lift his head. Lift uh, his head a little uh, bit. I, 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 right I know how to hold up a baby's you're, you're head. Get his head.
4: Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay, R- Rachel. Uh,
4: we'll take care of him. I'll see you soon.
2: All right. Good night. All right. Super. You know, I should. I, I should say, uh, I am a superstitious person, so I probably shouldn't say this. But so far, so good with the last diaper. You know. The, yeah. Uh, I know, I know there were doubters out there saying I'd be driving home with having Donald wrapped in a plastic grocery bag, but, you know, hey, no, dude, don't bounce him on your knee like that. Oh. I mean, that could activate his bladder or bowel. Just... Or bowels, or is it plural? Anyway,
4: just keep him still. That's really hard to pull off, Spud. When babies are awake, they like to move their limbs. Right now, if I wasn't holding Donald, he'd be crawling right out the studio door. Babies
2: are not stuffed animals. Well, even though it's daylight savings time out now, he cannot be allowed to go outside and play. So if you put him down, lock the studio door. Right, right. Uh, you know what?
4: The wife, uh, she, the wife just texted me back, and she suggested we burp him because he I sounds like he might be gassy.
2: I Hope she's not pissed at me because I, maybe I was a little. I just I'm running out of time, man. Just well, tell, explain, get me out of that when you get home. I'll talk to her. How can he? How could she know he sounds gassy? I, I don't hear. Pu- I what? don't hear him burp. Put him up to my ear. No, see, see? no, no. Could could you wipe his runny nose though? Well, I mean, I don't want snot sorry. on my new. Sp- well, you said, said my, put him up to your ear, but it's my favorite sports code. and I, I just should have worn one of my old thrashed ones that I'm sick of. Ah, that was this dumb move? Anyway, well, uh,
4: listen, she mentioned in the text his gurgling sounds like he sounds uncomfortable. I got to tell you, the woman knows (laughs) babies. I'll share with you if you, if you have developed a little problem with uh, if I hadn't developed a problem with my plumbing there uh, later on in my I don't know life. that. Well, there would be a lot more little hole coming no, around I don't the house hear that. that's disturbing. At least so this change nine. subject.
2: I was thinking maybe, you know, you could come home with me and Donald, you know, and hang out until Latasha gets off work at my apartment because I'm working on this huge puzzle the Grand Canyon oh. and I'd like to finish it up tonight it takes up so much space, uh, you know, on the living room floor. I need another set of eyes because this this little guy is quick as a snake. Mm-hmm.
1: Subcontracting out, babysitting Donald is just not right It's you, Spud Goodman, who must keep him in plain sight While he goes about exploring your apartment with all of his might
4: Uh, Spud... I, I got to tell you, I would love to go hang out with you and Donald at your place. It'd be awesome, but Rachel needs me to come home right after we're done because the bathroom sink is leaking. You
2: you can't fix you can't fix a leaky sink. Be honest. Come on, man.
4: Well, really, it's it, Rachel. She's pretty skilled with the tools, yeah, but she needs think... me to hold the flashlight right. when she works under yeah, the sink. Okay, it's a two person job for yeah. sure. Yeah, well, he, hey, Donald will you burp him little, now? He, he does him. look a little gassy.
2: Yeah, burp him, burp him. And don't give him that yeah. shaken baby syndrome. I I've, I've read about that uh, and it's uh, not listen, a good
4: thing. I know the band's about to play again, but I would advise you to use something more effective than toilet paper in his ears this well,
2: time. Well, I know I don't, don't want I don't have to explain to Latasha why he's Pete Townsend before his first birthday yeah. party. Can you tear off a piece of that of a Slim Jim? And-
6: the original recipe for Slim Jims was formulated by Adolf Lavis in 1928. He sold the company to General Mills in 1967 for $20 million.
4: That'll work in a pinch. Oh, yeah, I guess. That's probably a lot safer place uh, in his ears than it is his mouth. Yeah. Hey, Trent, uh, toss me a Slim Jim.
2: All right. Okay, I am spud good. Looking back, I really, you know, didn't need you to come over to my apartment afterwards to help out, you know, with Donald. As he fell asleep on the drive home and was out cold until Latasha got off work later that night. So, Yeah. Well-
4: You know what? That's reassuring to hear after all these years, as I won't lie, I felt a bit guilty then not coming over to your place to help out.
3: Well, I guess we can all rest easy now, knowing that you didn't do any permanent harm to him, but I would strongly recommend that you never, ever again volunteer to babysit any living beings, bud.
5: Yeah, and I'm not sure that kid is 100% okay after that experience with you, Spud. His mom should have him undergo a battery of tests now, just to make sure there wasn't any permanent damage done. I mean, it wouldn't hurt to check.
2: I can assure everyone that Donald is doing quite well these days. I heard from Latasha that he wants to grow up to someday be a, a talk show host like me. Yeah, that was, yeah. Uh, he, he told her it looks like a really easy job, and, you know, I, I really can't disagree with the kid, so I'm going to support him in this journey when the time comes, if need be. But, you know, I think it can make a lot more money going to vocational school and learning a trade.
4: Or in retail sales, as I would be happy to show him what a salesman does at my other place of employment, South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum. South, South Seattle Carpet
5: and, and Linoleum. Linoleum.
4: He could shadow me during an average workday to, you know, get a feel for the business.
5: (laughs) What eight-year-old kid would want to shadow some carpet linoleum salesman at his job? Talk about boring. Oh, you are so misinformed, Chance. My average workday
4: at South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum? South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum! (laughs) is crammed with exciting... uh, Okay,
2: okay. uh, Enough with those free store uh, plugs, man. Uh, I'm ending this thing now. I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao.
8: Bye-bye.
4: Well, it's true. There there are so many components to a successful sale in our business. Uh, Of course finalizing it at, is at at the top of the list and they don't call me Gerald, the closer for nothing. Why don't you give Latasha my number? And if Donald is interested, I would be more than happy to ask my boss if he could come be at my side for a part of my shift.
2: Yeah. I'm not giving her your number. Uh, not going to happen. Uh, this episode is now officially over.
0: You've been listening to The Spud Goodman Radio Show, a portentous harbinger of what the Internet of Things has in store for us all. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions, original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon, the executive producer is Lori Madsen, video director is T.J. Pites, our interns are Trent Botello and Anna Howell, Spud's Greek Chorus is The Folk Singers in Hell, Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of the station, the sponsors, or any living person except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2015 Spud Goodman Productions, David Brenneman speaking.
9: Welcome, everyone, to the 18th program of the 24th Annual Standard School Broadcast Course in Music Enjoyment. These musical portraits of famous Americans are transcribed by the Standard Oil Company of California, especially for you, our listening audience in the classrooms and homes throughout the Pacific West, Alaska, and Hawaii. We're going to paint the portrait of probably the most famous of all Americans, the father of his country, George Washington. George Washington was born on a plantation his father died, and he went to live at Mount Vernon. He was a good student. He received an official commission as surveyor, and entered into the midst of the French and Indian War. He met the wealthy and charming widow, Why, that's young George Washington. Care to dance the minuet? (laughs) Wonderful. The quiet country life of Mount Vernon. I believe the graft on this peach tree is going to work. Or the injustices of the mother country. Peace and freedom. The famous Boston Tea Party. The Continental Congress.
8: Continental Congress?
9: The delegates adopted numerous resolutions. War with the mother country. how I shall miss my dear Martha. My family. My home by the Potomac. There is but one who was all this, and ours, and all men's. Washington. 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 Washington.
3: Washington. Washington.
9: Washington. Washington. Washington whom you've no doubt heard of.
0: Inside the Spud Goodman Radio Show Podcast. Copyright 2023. Spud Goodman Productions.